What does the word gutsy mean to you? Just fucking being unapologetically yourself. Take no shit, you know, own it. It's all good, you know? So that's what it means to me. You're listening to The Gutsy Podcast, where we talk about all things real, raw, and ridiculous about running a business authentically. Whether you need an inspirational pick-me-up or a swift kick in the mental ass, The Gutsy Podcast is your bi-weekly guide to getting out of your head and back into action. I'm Laura Ora, branding and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, CEO of Works & Co., and your host on this journey through entrepreneurship. It's time to fuel your gutsy. Do you ever sit and wonder, what is my purpose on this earth? What was I brought here to do? Sometimes it may be easier to identify what you don't want, which if you're open can lead you on a path of self-discovery and purpose finding. Today, we're chatting with Sophie Jones about finding and embracing your purpose, including where to start and some simple exercises to help you build self-awareness. Sophie is a business and alignment mentor and breathwork practitioner. She helps her clients break through personal blocks and get into alignment with their soul's purpose while building extremely profitable businesses. Before we chat with Sophie, I want to let you know about the upcoming live classes that you can join in November. So November 2nd, we're talking about shifting your resistance. The thing that you want the most is often behind the thing that you resist the most. So in this one hour class, we're going to recognize what it is that you're resisting, why you're resisting it, and then learn how to shift it. And if you want to go a little bit deeper, the next week we go into the Mindfuckery Workshop. This is five days together, live, and it is an opportunity for you to shift the things that have been holding you back. And that includes shifting the narrative, the mindfuckery, that's been stopping you from moving forward. Both classes and more are available at lauraora.com forward slash learn, and registration is open. Grab your seat, and I'll see you soon. The lovely Sophie Jones. Welcome to the Gutsy Podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course, absolutely. So I know between uh, every great success story is a journey that led to it. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what has led you to where you are now. Yeah, that is a long question to get started. With, <laughs> but I'm excited. So I have a pretty interesting past. And I found out I was great in sales through actually being trafficked by a boyfriend of mine in my early 20s, which is a pretty interesting way to go about saying, oh, I can connect with other people. Um, but the mode in which I was connecting with people was a pretty traumatic event um, in my early 20s when that happened. And so coming home from that event, and I know that's like heavy to get started with, but that's the truth. I realized that I wanted to go into sales. I had a huge stigma around me. I came from a pretty normal family and just had an affinity for a bad boy and got made some poor choices and um, ended up in a, in a bad situation. And so I came home and found a mentor, found started healing um, and found out that I wanted to go into real estate. And so from there, I launched four different real estate companies across the country. <laughs> you know, I was, I think, trying to outperform and outrun my trauma, if I'm being mm. really honest. Then in 2018, I quit drinking. I kind of had this spiritual awakening. I found breath work. I really found, I, I, I always knew what my purpose was, was to help people, but I was so attached to the ego and I was so 
like driven by this stigma that when all of that happened and I, I kind of came on the other side of it, I opened my coaching business in 2020. People had watched my journey and I came out of the closet, if you will, about what had happened to me in my early twenties, because I was so, you know, I'd moved away from my hometown. So if you didn't know me, like, I always felt like I had this, like, Oh, don't look too close, you know? And, um, and because of that it was such a powerful thing and it really gravitated and pulled people into my life that needed to be there at that time. And 2020 opened my coaching doors and I'd had business coaches since I, you know, early, early twenties after I came home and people said, I want to work with you. And, and usually very successful people or people wanting to start their own business, depending on where they're at, but they usually had a pretty colorful story and they needed help you know, rationalizing or not rationalizing, but healing and understanding that, you know, the, you aren't what you do and you're usually doing the best you can and getting people on their purpose, if you will. And so that's my entrepreneurial journey. And it's been, it's been a big one, but it's been one that has been so impactful. And it's the reason I talk about it and share about it today, because I think people look at me and they're like, Oh, you know, there's probably like nothing bad could happen to her. And really the reality is it's like a lot of my success came from some pretty serious things. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I, first I appreciate your vulnerability. I think that our vulnerability is power and that there are so many people that have similar experiences or different types of experiences, but similar types of pain that can feel really lonely, right? Like I'm the only one. And I mean, you know, that that it just feels like you're just walking around with the spotlight on you. And to, to voice that and let people know like, Hey, you're not the only one I think is so healing in its own. So I appreciate that you shared that. I also find it really interesting that you took, you kind of turned what feels like turned that pain into power. And that's how you found out that you were good in sales. I'd love to hear a little little bit more about that if you're open to sharing. Totally. So I'll give you some more backstory. So I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm not of the predominant faith here and I wasn't raised that way. Um, My mom was a model. My dad was a criminal attorney. And so I was raised with kind of these characters and, um, and I was real clear on, so I was raised with characters being that like my parents have their own charisma And so, and we were rewarded for some of that growing up, like being your own person, being an individual, and then not being of the faith. It was like, I was so much more like, I'll show you um, growing up. And, and a lot of my friends, I was in like the snowboarding crowd. My friends weren't going to college. I liked bad boys. Um, And, and then I found one that obviously had been in that industry for a long time and groomed me and took me away and all these things that had happened. But while I was in, while I was escorting, I realized that like, I had this really innate ability to connect with people and not on a sexual way. Like if people know about that industry, like the sex is really probably the last thing that happens that like, you know, if you've ever worked with, talked with anyone in sex work. And so it was really interesting because I started to realize like, I have a presence that gives people this sense of being seen. And I've, I've probably was born with it. I feel like, I mean, I've studied trauma and this, that, and the other, but I think some of us just have gifts and, and I went, oh my God, I'm really good at this. Like, I'm really good at being with people in decision, you know, and being with people in their pain and being with people and, and so much of that. And so when I realized that, and I came home and I had these great big plans, I was going to open up my own escort service in Salt Lake city, Utah. 
Like that's where my rationalization was. And I turn of events here. (laughs) Yeah. And I reached out to a friend who ended up being my first mentor. And he, um, he said, Hey, let's, you know, I'd like you to, uh, he, he kind of like bait and switch. He's like, I will invest in this. If you give me, I don't know if it was three to six months, but he had known about my story and he had me start reading some different personal development books, which I never had. And then he said, you know, you're obviously, you know, you're passionate about making money. I made a lot of money in a short period of time. And he said, you know, you could go into real estate or you can go into insurance and neither of those are capped and you can go and, and be in sales in a different way. And so that's how that segue. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And, and a testament to the power of mentorship and coaches oh. and, and people to lean on, right? Like it just helped holding space, I think is an art of its own. Mm. You know, you, you and I are both in the work where we hold space for people to yeah. be seen and to be heard and and to feel validated. Um, and I think it's just a testament to your mentor that said like, Hey, okay, I, I see what you got going on there. But what if we look at this, you know, and that's the power of working with someone that believes in you, that's, mm-hmm. that can see things that you can't see, mm. that can maybe like, you know, shine a flashlight on a different path that could be more aligned with, with who you are. Yeah, totally. Thank Amazing. you. So Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So I read something on your website that said magnetism is currency. Yeah. I fucking love that. So tell me what that means to you. Yeah. So to be in your magnetism, to be in your gifts. So a gift, a gift of mine is charisma, right? So if I'm being charismatic in the sense of, and not in a false inauthentic way, but I like to make people feel good. I like to be seen. Well, if I'm in that magnetism, if I'm in my gift, then people are coming to me. And if people are coming to me, it's not just a currency like, okay, yeah, people want to pay me, but it's a currency and an exchange of energy. How are we making people feel? How are we showing up? And so, you know, there are gifts like my CPA, she makes me feel seen and heard by what I'm going to pay in taxes. And that's her currency, right? That's her magnetism. And so I lean into people that really lean into their, their gifts. And because I think that that is what that again, is their magnetism, but then it's the currency you make money that way, but you also have this energetic exchange where it feels good to be around people that are in their magnetism and in their, and in their gifts. Yeah, absolutely. It, you just, you just radiate differently, right? You vibrate oh. on a different level. And when you're in that space, even too, just to feel it for yourself, not only does it magnetize out, but the way that you feel mm-hmm. like, like how does, what does alignment and like being in your magnetic state feel like for you? Yeah. So someone recently asked me this on a different show, like what does alignment mean for you? And I said, alignment means knowing who you are. Yeah. And when you are, when you know who you are, then alignment further is when, how does it feel is it's acting in that it's having conviction in who you are. You know, it's like, it's not hiding. It's, it's not, it's like feeling so it's like feeling so proud that you are oozing who you are. And it's not from this, um, conceited, I have anything to prove. It's like this overwhelming sense of connection and gratitude and like, Holy fuck, here we are. We're all doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when I go to like, I'll go to a DJ show or a concert or I'll go certain places where there's a multitude of people and we're all gathering for something. I'm also in recovery. So sometimes it happens when I go to a recovery room and I'm like, shit, here we all are. We're all doing it. And <laughs> if we're all in alignment with something. 
and we're all individual. And, and when I can feel that I'm an individual, but I'm in alignment and connection with others, I just ooze a sense of like, yeah, I'm Sophie Jones and that's awesome. You know, and I want everyone to feel that about themselves. Absolutely. And, and I don't know about you, but I just find when I'm in my version of alignment, yeah. because we all have our own version, right? It's not about replicating what other people are doing. It's about really embracing ourselves. Gosh, everything just gets to be easier, right? Yeah. Everything oh, feels better. Opportunities show up seemingly out of nowhere. Sometimes like yeah. the answers come to you, the clarity just drops in and it's like, okay, like there's a flow in, when you're yes. in alignment where things are just actively moving forward. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's like, that's when I used to say when I was in um, real estate and, you know, I've mastered the art of cold calling for sell by owners and expireds. And that was the one thing that people didn't want to do. And I had business coaches who were like, you're going to do this. And so, and when I was so good at that, it was like, I felt like I was controlling space and time, but what I was really doing is I was so in alignment with my gifts at that time. And that's what alignment feels like, right? You're what you're saying, you're in flow, things are happening. It's like, because you are, you are vibrating at your authentic frequency. This is where we're supposed to live, right? And so when we get and when we get around other people that can see that on us, back to the power of mentorship, it's like you walk out of I've walked out of coaching sessions with clients or with coaches of mine and just been like, whoa, that was incredible. Right. Yes. And it's like, yeah. And I find it too, like it it's like the words and the ideas just pour, right? Mm -hmm. More fluid stuff, more flowing here. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, like when I'm hosting the show or I have an opportunity to be a guest on another show, you know, when you're locked into the thing that you're supposed to be doing, the words just come to you, right? Yeah. Like the information is provided. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about finding your own version of alignment, because it's like leaning into the thing that comes kind of most natural to you. Well, and to this, because we are going to talk about purpose, yep. this is why. So most people don't live in alignment because they don't know their purpose or they don't know how to get there. So it's like alignment, I think, for a lot of people that aren't in the coaching world is like this like kind of esoteric. It's like, okay, yes. you know what I mean? It's like, well... And then, but pe people understand if I say, Hey, are you living in, what's your purpose? They might not go, well, I don't know. But if I'm like, are you in alignment? They're like, what is, how do we even, what do you mean? And so I think so much about life is finding your purpose and then staying true to that. And also being willing to have that pivot, you know, like my purpose has changed throughout the years in terms of, no, I don't have my purpose. I've always wanted to help people, but my vehicle has changed. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I just wanted to say that too, because I think alignment, if people listen and they're like, I don't even know, it's like, well, if you don't know, and you're not necessarily in that flow state, it's like, start getting curious. What do you think your purpose is here? What do you think your real purpose is here on this earth? What's your assignment? Do you understand the assignment? You know what I mean? Like, let's yep. start there. And then we get there and you start living in that, then you'll start to experience alignment and that flow state and all the things. Well, that's a perfect transition because my next question then was to back it up right? <laughs> to know what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, if you look at someone or ask someone, you know, do you know what your purpose is? A lot of times it's kind of like, I know what you're asking me, but I, maybe I've never thought about that. Maybe I've been on this journey to figure it out. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. So what are some ways that you direct people to start like kind of going on this self-discovery journey to find what their purpose actually is? Yeah. Good question. We start with your pain. Hear that, ladies? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. 
we're pulling out the drawers. <laughs> yeah, we start with your pain. So here's the thing. Um, we are living our patterns and we are reacting to our triggers. And it's, it's almost impossible to lead someone to their purpose if they keep looping on a merry-go-round. It's like, it won't matter, right? It's like, it's like if you're on the merry-go-round and you see it out there, but you just keep turning, like, then we're, what are we doing? And so what I help people do, um, I take them through this process where it's like, hey, let's get really, really clear about what you're getting triggered about. And where is this coming from? And, and then let's identify, you know, because what happens, what keeps us from our purpose are the stories that we're telling ourselves. So we, we have all of this stuff. So, so I help people get aware with their triggers and aware and bring an awareness to their patterns. So our triggers equal our patterns. Once they can start to see that and then see that that's not them, that's probably a story from when they were younger or trying to get their needs met. I have a lot of people come to me and they're like seemingly very successful and they're getting their needs met in shady ways. And they probably come to me because my past so that I won't judge them. And but they want to shift that, right? And so so we do that. And once we do that and they can detach, it's almost like we're pulling their pain out. We're sitting it here and we're going, okay, we've cleared some space. And they're like, hey, that's this feels good because you're no longer, and this is why breath work is so important. We're regulating your nervous system. You are no longer your triggers. You are no longer your patterns. I've given you different options. Once we go through that process, then we start to build a vision. And it's like, okay. And I ask people questions like, so if nobody was going to be upset with you, like between you, me and the microphone, what do you want in six months? Like, and you know, let's be honest, if you're not happy in your relationship, you don't love how you're parenting your kids, you're not doing anything for yourself, you know, or you're doing things behind the scenes that you shouldn't be or drink too much, whatever you're doing that you're not loving, right? Because the people that are in their purpose are usually really inspired by their life. And so they don't have their, you know, their people that you meet and they're like, fuck, that, that was an energizing experience. So we look at that stuff and, and I say, okay, well, so now that you're not doing that stuff, or now that we understand that, what do you want? And they're like, okay, well, I want to hire a nanny. I want to tell my husband I'm going out of town once a month and like, whatever. So we build out a vision. I do that for six months, one year, five years. And what's your legacy? So then I get you inspired. It's like, oh, I've got space. I've got options. I got inspiration. And this is usually where people start to drop the ball. They're like, okay, that was fun because now we have to take action. So it's like, now that we've had all these, you know, we've done some peeling, we've, you know, we've dreamed. It's like, now you get to go tell that your husband, I'm hiring a nanny, period, the end. Like, that's it, you know, or, and I don't actually teach people to communicate that way. I usually have, the, you know, I teach people different, but so then we start to take small actions. And what happens is you start to get into your purpose because you're acting as if you you know your purpose is real for you. And then by the end of this process, and this is usually like a 90-day thing, people all of a sudden have become somebody different and they know their purpose, they know what they want, and they're acting in alignment with that. And then they're like, oh, oh my gosh, right? And I'm like, okay, say la vie. Call me if things get sticky, you know, but that's typically what I do and how I help people. Amazing. Earlier in the episode, Sophie and I were chatting about the power of mentorship, coaching, and support. And one of my favorite ways to do that is by holding the container for the Gutsy Collective Inner Circle. As a member, you get access to all of my mindset classes. You get to attend the Mindfuckery Workshop. And once a month, we have live intuitive coaching sessions together. If you've been hungry to make a change, but haven't felt like you've had the right support or guidance to do that, then I invite you to join the Gutsy Collective. Go to lauraora.com, click on join the Gutsy Collective at the top of the page, and I'll see you for the next mindset class in November.
All right, my friends, Sophie has a world of knowledge to share with you. So let's get into the second half of today's episode. It's incredibly profound work, right? And I don't know about you, but watching people come alive again is is one of my favorite parts of the work that we get to do, right? Is just like, it's this reconnection with self. It's this remembering. It's the shedding of weight that people have carried for sometimes decades, right? We talk, we talk about, you know, facing your, your challenges and your past and your trauma and your fears. Most people don't go skipping directly into that, right? Like I, I don't want to deal with that because that doesn't feel good. Right. But I always tell people not dealing with that, not facing that, not shifting that keeps us in a perpetual state of feeling it over and over and over again. Oh my God. And so to release ourselves, to really have the things that we want, we have to go through a new temporary pain, which Mm. is usually facing shit to get Mm. to the thing that we actually want, the outcome that we want, the life we want, the business we want, whatever it is that we keep craving. But we're like, like you said, with the merry-go-round, we just, we see it in one pass and then we're like, okay, it'll be around. And I tell people a lot because I'm in the healing world too and in breathwork healing. And this just came to me so profound um, when I started that work. And it was just such a a heavy like download. And it was like, you cannot outrun your tsunami of pain because I had really like, and if you think about a tsunami and this is why I tell people, it's like the farther that sucker gets away from shore, the bigger it gets. So the more you run away and the farther it gets, that's going to be a massive wave and it's not going to kill you. But it's like it, you're making the boogeyman scarier. You're making that wave bigger. And it's like, if you can just turn around and about face that, and you have someone that knows how to hold space, that knows how to love you, that knows how to not be judgmental, and that knows how to help you work through that so that you don't think you're going to just stay in that water. It is a, such a powerful, it is a, a huge remembrance. So I love that we're both doing that work. It's really powerful. Absolutely. You've mentioned breath work a couple of times. And I know in your story, you shared that that was pretty profound. Tell me a little bit about first, what is breath work for anybody that may be new to the concept? And how do we start to utilize it? Well, you've never done it. I've done breath work. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I, I know, I know, I know that there's might not, but I just was checking in with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Breath work is incredibly profound and it can help yeah. you get back into your body and ground things and just neutralize a lot of, a lot of everything. So, yeah. Okay. So breath work, uh, I'll give you the story, the short story about it. So having so much trauma, uh, from my past and then really creating those real estate businesses in my sympathetic nervous system, which is my survival nervous system. You know, I didn't, I I value connection so much today because I just was starved for it when I was, you know, in real estate and working and, you know, performing. And, and then I, I found this, my teacher, um, and were one of my teachers and she had a seven minute pre-recorded breathwork session and on her Instagram bio and I did it. And I sat up sobbing because I don't think I had ever felt safe in my body. I don't think that I ever thought like, I always felt like the boogeyman was going to come find me, you know, like I just didn't feel safe. And when I got in my energetic body, I was so profoundly hit with a sense of safety. Like you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I don't think, and that's why breathwork Yes, we can rewire subconscious beliefs. Yes, we can, you know, heal your nervous system with it. There are so many things. Yes, you can connect further with your intuition, but primarily most human beings just, we stop hearing when we're adults, Hey, you're going to be okay. 
And people need to hear that. Yeah. And then for you to hear that from yourself and know it is wildly profound, you know, to sit up and go, you know, even though a lot can happen. So I do, I'm certified. I found my teacher and then got certified through her teacher, who's David Elliott. And it's a three-part active breath. People call it all sorts of things. People call it holotropic breathing, psychedelic breath work. There's like a million different names as people are like, oh, I'm going to brand it this. My teacher calls it breath work. And it's a two-part inhale, one to your belly, one to your chest, one part exhale. You're guided through it. There's music. Um, You're typically, you know, you typically have an experience, but what you're doing is on just a scientific level is you're flooding your mind with oxygen. So you're turning your prefrontal cortex off and you're activating your vagus nerve. And so what's going on with all that oxygen is you have access to different parts of your brain while you are dropping into your body. That's why people love to exercise and why it feels good after exercise because you are embodied. And so as you go through those experiences, you know, you can heal a lot of trauma. And I certainly have helped heal my own and others um, with that practice. Amazing. You know, we, we don't stop long enough to like fully breathe. (laughs) It's such a subconscious act, right? Like an unconscious act, right? We're not typically thinking about breathing. No. Until we think about breathing, right? So what have you found that breathwork has helped you and or your client shift? Yeah. So the first thing I tell people that really help, you know, besides just a dump truck of trauma coming out each time, you know, like, um, so that's the first thing is safety in my body. It helped me realize I am in control. I am not my racing thoughts. I am not my fearful anxiety. I am not my patterns. I am not, you know, it, it gave me this real sense of autonomy and I didn't have that. And, um, and I especially didn't have that because I was, I'm in recovery. I mean, I was, I'm a recovering alcoholic. So not only, I mean, like I would just show myself I wasn't in control repeatedly. Right. So to start to get some of that back, but what I tell people, and I use this analogy a lot of the times is breathwork creates space in your nervous system. So just like you said, we don't pay attention to our breathing. And if somebody all of a sudden says, oh, breathe, it's because we're in a stressful situation. So if you ever, most people that listen to this will be like, she's so right. If you ever in a situation where someone is telling you to breathe or you're telling yourself to breathe, you're in a stressful situation. So what happens is most humans live this close to the end. This is the end. And then something happens and away we go. We're stressed out. We're anxious. We're this, we're that. We're reactive. We're reacting to people we love. We're, you know, whatever it is, we're our patterns. And so what breathwork does is it starts to give you some space so that you can start to see the edge and you can go, oh, there's my edge. And sometimes we just go right back over it. And sometimes we're like, I think I'm going to hook a left. Or I'm going to go right. And, and, and you're, so it's building this sense of you are, authentic and you're on purpose and you can trust yourself. And a lot of people are just like, you know, rah. And so when you have, when you start to create that space, you get to really act in your authenticity and in, and in your truth versus just being in survival and, and just living over the edge or right next to it all the time. That's a great analogy. I love a good visual to, to see and understand <laughs> things. You know, it's, it's powerful too, right? Because you're a thousand percent right. And whenever something's going on and someone's like, just take a deep breath, right? Like it, ah. it's just a phrase that we just naturally say, but it, it's because scientifically it actually helps our bodies. It helps our minds. It helps us to just like re-neutralize and come back into ourselves, which I find it just makes making decisions easier. It like brings you back into the moment, like you're back into your body versus when you're in a stressful situation, 
you know, it's easy to just kind of be all over the place and, and not thinking to and for yourself, but rather in, in the moment. Right. Yeah. And then we, so then we do something in the moment that we are not proud about. And then we've got our, here comes our stories and our patterns. Yeah. I was triggered. Then I did my pattern and now I feel like shit versus I have options and I've got a vision and now I'm doing the thing. And it's like, it's just like this beautiful triangle and breathwork is a hit for me and for what I've done with my clients. It's like, once you practice that regularly, you start to really take control of your energy and your direction and, and your truth. And so much of us, like, especially in the online space, we're not living our, we, people don't know their purpose or their truth because they're fucking consuming eight hours of other people's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and we unintentionally pick up the pieces of other people, right? Mm -hmm. Well, she's doing it like this. So I should, they're doing it like that. So that's what I need to do. They're building it like this. So maybe I'll try that. And we pick up all these pieces. And I think that there's some value in experimenting and consideration and being inspired. That's Mm -hmm. very different than I'm going to repeat what you're doing. You seem like you're successful. So therefore, if I just do that, then now I will be too. When we don't look at the entire picture of one, honoring what we want in the first place, Mm. but two, what it took that person to get to that point for it to be successful, right? Like they've had their own journey of purpose. Amen. Like I tell people all the time, because I have a, I have a mastermind and I tell those women because there's a lot of narratives going on in the online space. And so I say, let's just take the online space out of it. Let's just take coaches out of it. Cause I'm a real nerd for like documentaries. Like I just love people. Like I, I look at people like vacations. I'm like, let me come visit your location. You know, <laughs> and so I watched from coaches to fashion, to chefs, to just a huge, to artists, to um, agents to like musicians, whatever, right? Like, let's just, let's just get like, let's get out of the personal development world. And I like, and just tell me any one of those people that didn't have to find it their way. And they didn't have to exert a massive amount of effort. If we don't want to say you're not going to work hard. Cool. I'm for it. Like, I don't think work hard and hate everybody in the process. That was me in real estate, you know? And then, and then, no, that's not what I mean. But I mean, like, they had a real passion for it. And therefore they put a lot of time into it. And so even people that, well, let's come back into the coaching world that are saying I'm making seven figures and I'm working two hours. It's like, mm, if we really looked at their journey, they put a lot of work somewhere yes. to be able to do that. And so I have to bring other context. And I think it's super powerful because it's like writers, anything you take, give me anyone that you love what they do. And there was a time that they put a lot of time and focus into that. And so it's important to know your purpose. So you know where to put your time and focus so that you're not following Sally who doesn't know shit. Who's, you know, looking over at Penny who maybe knocked off of Nancy and you're over here doing all of this. That's not a good idea. Right? Yes. Yes. And then re-triggering yourself getting re-triggered and then uh, those old stories pop back up the old habits pop back up and it again we're in that same fucking cycle yep. where it's like why can't I get off this ride I don't want the merry-go-round anymore yeah. <laughs> I'm and finished like, with the zebra going up to the fucking amusement park stop it you're yeah. buying a ticket every day turn it off do some breath work get get curious about who you are I mean I ask people I think some things that mentors can do is like ask better questions. 
You know, like I ask good questions so that clients can look at things and go, oh, you know, like whose story is that? Can you, that's so interesting that you feel that way. Can you tell me when the first time you ever thought that, you know? Cause it's like, well, I've, I've, or, you know, I've noticed you've been saying more about that. You think you want this. That's so interesting. I love that for you. Can you tell me when you first started? Well, I started watching this and doing this and doing this and amazing. How does that make you feel? Well, it kind of makes me feel like, like shit. And like, I should, Oh, interesting. I don't see how that's helpful. What can we, you know what I mean? So I think that all of these things, asking better questions, having better self-awareness helps us to stay out of, off that fucking zebra. You know what I mean? On the miracle round yeah. um, and, and in your purpose and no, and the, just know there's just no shortcuts to, to really living your, your potential. And so I just don't, I, I like, I'm passionate about that. Like, you know what I mean? If people are working very little right now, making a lot that there was a, there was a time that that wasn't the case. Yeah. I back that up 110%. You know, it's, we, we're only seeing a snapshot of time. We're not seeing the full story and all the work that actually went into getting to that point. So what about for our friends listening at home right now? And they're like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing this. I know this is kind of a whole journey. Yeah. What are some things that I can do right now on my own? Yeah. So I would say the first thing we can do, you can do is for the next week, pull out your little iPhone or your Android. And every time you get triggered, put it in your phone, in the notes, pissed off my husband and take the garbage out. And just, just only when you get triggered. And then at the end of the week, open your phone and see if there's any patterns and open your phone and see how much of that stuff's in your control and how much of it isn't. And then ask yourself, is there anything in here that I can let go of to create more space for what I want? I think that is a powerful exercise. I make people do it all the time because they're like, I'm pissed off about all this stuff and it doesn't even matter. And I'm like, that's great. And what I'm also making you do is I'm making you gain awareness. If you, most people have no awareness, they just react, 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 react. So then once you have some awareness and then, you know, if you're looking, you know, I probably won't have you do any pattern work because that's a little deeper, but then once you've created some space, I'd write down a, you know, what you want in the next 30 days, keep it simple, right? Three fucking things. You know what I mean? Like wake up five minutes earlier. Don't go to Starbucks every day and get the 700 calorie drink and maybe go for a walk once a week. Keep it small, keep it measurable, but get moving your body and, and start showing yourself, oh, I can show up for myself and do that for 30 days. And then, you know, what's another thing is you, um, I'm going to give everyone a freebie, do my breath work, you know, or find some breath work to do. I demo it. You're, you're, it'll be in the show notes for everybody. It's, it's a mini session. It's not like this huge thing and start to breathe and see how it feels and see how you feel. And try all of that, you know, one week, 30 days and breathe. And I'm sure you're going to be like DMing me on Instagram. Like I feel way fucking better. And I'm going to be like, I'm so glad, you know? So those yep. are some things. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and I, I want to reiterate what you just said. Simple things. Yeah. Because we often look at the bigness of it, the it's big and it's hairy and it's hard and it's this and that's that. And that's just another story, right? While some of that may be true, it doesn't have to be the energy that you put into it. Totally. So, so recognizing that small shifts make big change and yeah. that change can start with simple things, Yeah, you know, pulling it out your phone. When, simple things. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that sometimes it's, th it's those types of things that we need to kind of get things moving right? Mm -hmm. Especially if we've not done any work, or it's been quite some time where you're just coming out of a hard situation. 
you're at a crossroads, right? Whatever life change is happening, um, it's it's really easy to get kind of lumped into the bigness of that. And sometimes we just need that subtle reminder that, okay, I can do something simple. This can make a change. I feel better. I'm remembering what that feels like. And mm-hmm. that often gets your whole nervous system going like, hey, yeah, let's let's do some more of this stuff. And what's good about it is I'm a queen of listening to podcasts and listening to, you know, watching courses and listening to audiobooks. But what's cool about those exercises, especially that triggers is it's, you need to be, instead of ingesting other people's stuff, a lot of people need to get a lot more curious about themselves. Yep. Like that's why breath work's important. That's why awareness is important. That's why asking yourself, where did this come from? When did it show up? Because we can just overindulge and we can just cram in and be like, okay. And then we're back to what Sally said, what Nancy's doing, what the fuck is happening versus like, you know what? I am triggered by my boss every day. And I know that I said it's time to get a different job, but really looking at this, I'm going to go home and I'm going to look up, I'm going to get on indeed or wherever. And I'm going to fill out some job applications. Cause I know that I realize I'm pissed off, but literally she triggered me four times today. Or it's time to have a talk with my boss instead of, so it gives you this sense of power, you know, or you can laugh at yourself and be like, oh my God, I'm crazy. I hate my Starbucks barista. You know what I mean? Whatever is triggering you, but that is, you need to, people need to be more curious about the information that is going on inside of them and then look for resource versus getting, you know, okay, I'm going to try this system, this system, this system, but you're not actually asking yourself questions. You're not actually building awareness with yourself because then you can't actually do anything about it. Yes. I, I love that. That awareness piece, it just shines so much light and information where you wouldn't even have thought about it. Right. When, like you said with the boss, like, okay, just irritates me every day or she just irritates me every day. Okay. Now I'm looking at in a week. Now I realize how much this is actually affecting me. And that's enough to make you go like, whoa, holy shit. Like now, now I realize why something has to change. Yeah. It's taking up 80% of my bandwidth. Okay, cool. Is it time to have a conversation? Hey, I need you to communicate with this. Or is it time to make a different change? And those are small steps. It's not like, you know, but we, again, small steps. Okay. Well, you know, this, the awareness then builds up the action. Then we, you know, then we do something that's good for ourselves. Like tell our boss, Hey, when you speak to me this way, or when we interact this way, it doesn't work for me anymore. And I'm making some changes. And so I'm probably going to show up a little bit different and it might be uncomfortable for both of us, but I cannot have a, B and C happen anymore. And are you on board with that? You know? And it's like, start to empower people to empower themselves. And like I said, all of a sudden people are on their purpose and it's like, okay, girl, see you that queen bee energy. I'm like, I see you girl. You know, I love, I love it. Just watching people come into that place. Absolutely. So any final parting guidance or advice as we round out today on finding and embracing your purpose? Yeah, you can do it. You're doing a great job you know, try the exercises that we've talked about here. If you know, it's time to make a change, don't wait. You know, there's no sense in sitting on that nail longer than you have to, you know, and I think people need to remember they're limitless, you know, they're full of potential and it's only as scary as you make it. So get, get someone next to you that can conquer that demon with you, right. Can face the wave with you and, and the rest, you know, We'll, we'll see you in the books. We'll see you, whatever your purpose is, we'll be celebrating you, whatever that looks like. So the history books is what I should say. Amazing. Amazing. And I think it's incredible to know that like when you're in your purpose, you impact 
others to do the same, right? Like when you shine, you're shining on other people, which gives them, even though they don't need permission, sometimes they need to see it yeah. in their world to know that like, it's okay. And it's safe for them to, to do as well. So I know so many people are so caring and nurturing to the people that they love and rightfully so sometimes it slips over into people pleasing and all that kind of good stuff but know that you you can no greater gift that you can give the people around you than to be your fullest self that gives them permission to do the same thing as well yeah and you're a great representation of that so thank you i appreciate that yeah. i receive that <laughs> all right my friend sophie <laughs> where can we connect with you learn more about what you have to offer and yeah. um social accounts that we can connect with you on so instagram is my main one so it's the um underscore sophie jones so the underscore sophie jones connect with me there my offers are there i'm coming into that that offering so purpose academy that is starting uh november 15th so we've got a nice long runway. I don't know if this will air before that, but if not, and you miss this round, I, I run it multiple times, um, but I'd love to support you. We'll get you that free breathwork session. Come find me on Instagram. Come let me know how, what your triggers are, what that exercise did for you, what you're doing, you know, and, and in your world or how I can support you. So I'll see you over in Instagram if that's where you want to connect. Amazing. We'll make sure we put all those in the show notes as well. And Sophie, I'd love to know what does the word gutsy mean to you? Just fucking being unapologetically yourself. Take no shit, you know, own it. It's all good, you know? So that's what it means to me. Fuck yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you for your wisdom, your time, and your knowledge. Thank you for the beautiful work that you're doing. And we'll see you around. Okay. This is definitely one of those episodes that reminds us that the only way out is through and that when we choose to take what feels like the really hard path and sometimes is that we free ourselves we get to experience life on a different level and we start to get a taste of what personal alignment is and how that impacts our lives if you're digging the gutsy podcast and want to gain a little extra support a little extra knowledge and you want to take this journey further then join me in one of my upcoming mindset classes. We're doing this once a month, my friends. And in November, we're talking about shifting your resistance and or mindfuckery, facing the shit that's going on in our brain and making conscious shifts that get us to where we actually want to be. Registration is open at lauraora.com. You can connect with me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find me using at that Laura Aura. And as always, until I see you next time, stay gutsy.